Hi, this is Jordan Moorhead, the Austin Real Estate Investing Podcast. And today we're just going to go over a quick fall market update for Austin. So Connor Olson and I go over a quick market update of what we're seeing in the market, all the different counties around Austin, and then how you can be successful as an investor here in the Austin market right now. This is Austin Real Estate Investing. Austin Real Estate Investing. We'll be discussing real estate investing in Austin, Texas, and bringing you experts from all different sectors of the real estate game. Your host, Jordan Moorhead, is a real estate agent and investor in Austin and is here to help you get started or to build your portfolio and explore new strategies. Hi, this is Jordan Moorhead, and this is the Austin Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, we're going to do a quick fall market update for the Austin market. And we're going to start off talking about the Austin Round Rock MSA. So that's the metro area, Georgetown through San Marcos. And we're going to talk about what's going on in the market here in Austin. Changed quite a bit this year, but things are still trending good. We're still up 5% across the metro. We're going to talk about some specific county stats here, but this, just stick with me. This is the Austin Round Rock MSA. So we're still up about 5% year over year. Closed sales are down quite a bit. They're 23% down year over year. So everybody says, oh, there was nothing for sale in 21. Yeah, there was quite a few homes sold. We're selling quite a few less homes now, and there's more homes for sale. Average days on the market is up pretty considerably. It's an average of 31 days. New listings for August were actually down, so they were down 6%. Active listings, though, and that's properties on the market, that's what most people think about when they say, oh, this is there's nothing for sale. They're saying what's on the market, not what's coming to the market, not what's selling, what they can see if they open up the MLS and look there, or they open up whatever their favorite search app is and look there. So pending sales were down, same thing, down 23%. The total sales dollar volume, I think this is an interesting one to look at. Sales price up, closed sales down a lot. Total sales dollar volume is only down 14%. So 23% less homes sold, but they only sold for an average of 14% less. What I mean by that, they didn't sell for less. But so many less homes sold, but they sold for that much more that we only had 14% less dollar volume. Our months of inventory for the Austin Round Rock MSA, we're right at three months now, 2.9, so I'm just gonna round up, call it three. But let's talk about the counties around Austin real quick, just to highlight the differences here. Bastrop County, still up 20% year over year. Closed sales were only down 15%. Average days on markets the same. New listings up, active listings up, pending sales actually up. You know, big difference here. Months of inventory up quite a bit. The total sales dollar volume in Bastrop County only dropped 2%. Caldwell County is up 10% year over year. Close sales are up 91%. Average days on the market up. New listings up. Active listings up. Pending sales down 2%. And the total sales dollar volumes up 147%. Their months of inventory is up 1.1 months at 2.5 months. City of Austin, we talked about the Austin Round Rock MSA. The city of Austin is just, as it, as it sounds, the city of Austin. 
Sales price is still up 3%. Close sales are down quite a bit, 30%. Average days on the market up 9 days to 25 days. New listings down 12%. Active listings up 125%. Pending sales are down 26%. Total sales dollar volume down about the same as the Metro at 22%. And the months of inventory is up at 2.4 months. Hayes County, so that's just south of Austin, is up 9% year over year. Close sales are almost the same. Average days on the market up 36 days at 49 days. Hayes County has a lot of new construction, so this might be adding to this. The new listings are down 19%. Active listings in Hayes County are up 177%. Pending sales only down 8%. Average dollar volume is up 7% in the months of inventories right at three months. So we just talked about a few different counties and the Austin Round Rock MSA, also the city of Austin, which is included in Travis County. And there's something to pay attention to here. The much higher priced areas like the city of Austin are down a little bit, but the lower priced areas like Bastrop County, Hayes County, they're actually up and they're holding pretty strong. So they're up around 10% on average and their dollar volume is up where it just, real estate is absolutely a hyper-local phenomenon and we're seeing that even in the counties around Austin. So I think you're gonna continue to see this as interest rates have gone up where prices are higher, it's gotten less affordable, but out in these other counties where prices were quite a bit lower to start with, they're still going up because people still want those houses. But that's just a quick market overview here. Again, prices on all areas that we talked about, prices are up. Closed sales are mostly down in most counties. The average days on the market is up. The months of inventory is up. It's much easier to be a buyer than it was six months ago even. It's much easier to be a buyer it's harder to be a seller. You have to work harder. You have to make your property look great. You have to take great pictures and you have to market it right. Hey guys, this is Jordan Moorhead here. And I wanted to ask if you could do a huge favor for me. If you could go leave a review for this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, that would really help me get this into the hands of other people that are interested in information about Austin real estate investing. And I'd be able to help more people. Thanks guys and you'll still be in good shape as a seller, but pricing it right is so important. You could make some errors with pricing in the last couple of years. Absolutely not something you need to do right now. So quick market update here in Austin. Now Connor Olson and I are gonna talk about how you can be successful as an investor here in Austin. Hey Connor. Hey Jordan, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So, um, like you said, I wanted to, you were talking about price really quick. I want to go back and talk about that. Um, so we have a number of listings in Austin and um, we have seen some take a while to sell and we've seen some that sell pretty quick, right? Uh, we have one listing that uh, fully renovated and we priced it based on, you know, the current condition it was in. It sold in four days. That was what two weeks ago at mm -hmm. this point yeah um and we have other listings where you know the sellers still want the higher price they're a little slower to bring the price down to where it should be and those are sitting one month two months sometimes mm -hmm. so just because you see all these price drops doesn't mean that 
you know, the housing market is crashing. Sometimes the sellers just have expectations of March and April and May of this year where interest rates might have been in the threes and the fours. And now interest rates are six, six and a quarter. So um, some sellers are slow to bring their prices down, but that doesn't mean that the housing market, you know, is is tanking. Some sellers just want more for their house. They list it higher and then bring it down slowly. Mm -hmm. No, I think Connor makes a great point. So you see price cuts on the market and it doesn't, it, it, if you assume there's prices are dropping in the market, you're assuming that everything looked great, everything was priced or was priced right for its condition. And that's just not the case. So real estate pricing is this dance between a realtor and a seller and you know you, you have to assume the realtor is telling the seller that hey this is what it should be priced at and you have to assume the seller is listening which is not always the case there's a lot of cases where maybe the data the realtor is looking at is old which in in today's current market old data is different than old data last year old data last year was priced below what you were probably going to sell for old data this year is probably priced a little bit above what you might be able to sell for so being somebody that's really active in the market helps a lot as a realtor when you're using a realtor that's doing this day in and day out and doing multiple transactions a month it really helps and then for a seller it's so easy to mentally spend the money that you think you're gonna make if you sold it for X you say hey your realtor might say hey 425 will sell this house quickly in, in a week or two three weeks and as a seller, you might say, well, if I made 450 though, I would make so much more money. I would buy that boat I wanted. I would go on that vacation I wanted. There's all these things I'm going to do. So you start mentally spending this money as a seller, and that can lead you to make emotional decisions based on price and say, well, actually, we want more. And it's, it's pretty typical logic as a seller, and I, I know from being a seller that, hey, if I priced it up here, maybe somebody will offer me a couple grand less. And I know this because I've gone through this myself, maybe I'll get a couple grand less. But I know as a professional that if I price it right, it's gonna sell quickly, and it's gonna sell for full price, maybe a little over. But if I price it too high, I'm gonna take price cut after price cut after price cut before maybe I finally get it sold. But it's so hard to do that as a seller because you just start to mentally spend this money as an investor. I start to say, well, I'm going to have this much money to go buy my next property. And you just get emotionally invested in the amount of money you're going to have. And it's so hard. So the pricing, real estate, that's a long way of saying real estate pricing is very complex. There's emotions involved. There's multiple parties involved. You can't always just assume everything is priced right because it's probably not. Uh, Connor saw a good one earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, I definitely did. Um, the one you're talking about was, uh, it was a house right next to mine. So at the time I was looking to buy a flip in my neighborhood. Um, it was gonna be my first flip and I wanted to be close so I can check on it a lot. You know, just kind of dip my toes in the flipping world. So there's a house that came on the market down the street. It was priced at 425 in June. Um, you know, it could have been a decent price. Uh, the condition was a little rough. Um, but over the course of the next three weeks, 
they dropped that from 425 to 400, then to 390, then to 380, then to 375, and then it went active under contract. I'm like, awesome, good for them, someone bought it at 375. I got an email from a wholesaler about a week later. Um, for those of you who don't know, a wholesaler is someone who finds sellers that really need to sell their house and offers them cash and say, we'll close your house in two weeks. So let's say something unexpected came up in a seller's life, like they had a, a medical bill that they need to pay. They need the cash right now. They can't wait for 30, 45 days for a typical house to close. They want the cash immediately. They need to sell for cash right now. They need to close quick. So that's what a wholesaler does. So I got an email from a wholesaler that they were willing, the wholesaler was willing to sell me the property at 325. <laughs> Keep in mind, it was listed at 425 a month earlier. That means, you know, a wholesaler makes money based on what they get the property or contract for and what they sell it to the investor. So that means the wholesaler probably got the property at $300,000. So this seller came in in June thinking, I'm gonna sell my house for 425 and make all this money. You know, two months later, they accepted an offer for 300,000 from a wholesaler. So um, long story short, you never know why someone's gonna sell a property. And if the property is priced incorrectly for the condition it's in, then the property will sit, people get desperate, and that creates buying opportunities for investors. Absolutely. Have you wanted to be part of GoBundance, the tribe of millionaires, but just haven't hit that millionaire status yet? Well, now you can, not even being a millionaire, by joining our new program, GoBundance Emerge. My name's Jamie Gruber, creator of GoBundance Emerge and member of the GoBundance community. And now you can join GoBundance.com slash Emerge, GoBundance.com slash Emerge. Use code Jordan for $100 off this 12-week goal-setting program and mastermind that'll propel you to being a whole life millionaire. Yeah, and... We're seeing some of that too, where there are people that just need to sell their homes. And there's always going to be people that need to sell their homes. I think we, we got so used to this insane market where anything you put on the market, no matter how it looked, no matter what condition it was, was going to get overrun with buyers and was going to get bid up to a crazy amount that made no sense. You know, even assuming normal appreciation in Austin, which is 7%, we, we had 70% over the last two years. And that's nuts. So, yeah, a lot of this stuff, there's there's people that need to sell and are selling for their houses. There's always people that need to sell. Some people that need to sell are selling their houses. And the buyers out there right now that are willing to buy aren't always willing to, when they smell blood in the water, they're gonna jump. We're getting tons of super low ball offers on our listings. But then if we wait a little bit, we're getting great offers on our listings. So. And we might get an offer on a $450,000 house for two seventy-five dollars on our listing from some who's clearly a wholesale company. It doesn't even take the time to write up an offer. They just send an email. I've got a couple here recently. It's crazy offers. And sellers aren't willing to take these offers. So in most cases, these houses aren't selling. But there's a lot of sellers out there that say, hey, I've got to get rid of this house. I need whatever I can get. And you have to remember that seller... That 275 offer, that's probably still quite a bit above what they bought the house for. If it's listed at 450, in the last two, three years, maybe they bought it for 200,000 five years ago. Mm -hmm. And now they're saying, I'll, I'll make 275, I've paid off 25, I'm still gonna make 100 grand. Yeah. I need the money now and I have to go. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a good transition point for us. 
Um, if you are a buyer in this market and you're an investor, so with our podcast here, the Austin Real Estate Investing Podcast, we're going to speak to investors here. We're both investors, and we're seeing certain stuff work, and we're seeing certain stuff not. Yes. I'll start with what doesn't work because I've been, I did a little bit of this. Um, what doesn't work is just spitting out horrible lowball offers. And I went through this. I'm trying to buy another property right now. And like everybody else, I want to get a good deal. Who doesn't want a good deal? But I put in a lot of really lowball, uh, somewhat offensive 10 to 20% below list price offers. And I wasn't real creative with it. It was just low price. You pay all my closing costs. You pay for buying down a rate. It would be an amazing deal for me. I would be just elated to have it. And I kept striking out and kept striking out and kept striking out. But Connor, what are you seeing that does work in this market? Yeah, so one thing I always think about is um, you need to keep track of the average days on market in your area, whatever area you're targeting. So right now in Austin, depending on you know the part of Austin, it's around 30 days. So. If you wanna get a good deal on a property, target something that's been on the market for more than 30 days because those people are much more likely to get a price decrease or maybe they'll cover your closing costs, something like that. So if I was searching for an investment property right now, first thing I would do was, you know, filter for things for 30 days or more. And you know, obviously the more you go up, the better deal you're probably gonna get. So 60 days or more, probably more motivated sellers. Um, so that's the first thing I would do. The second thing that I've seen is um, trying to target companies that own properties in Austin. So one example of this is Open Door. Mm -hmm. um, Open Door is a company that historically, pre-COVID, would buy a house from a wholesaler or buy a house from just a seller. They put in 20, 30, 40 grand, flip it up, make it nice, and then sell it for the market. So. They're just a flipping company, but they would do it nationwide. When COVID happened, they found that, you know, they don't need to put in 30 grand into a house. Mm -hmm. So they cut their expenses and they're still able to get these crazy profits because, you know, back in the day, of yeah. a year ago, three months ago, three even. months yeah. ago, you would have 15 showings in the first weekend. Um, and, you know, the places are just not in good condition. So they, they didn't put in the money to do it. So they decreased from 30 to 40 grand rehabs down to 1% of purchase price. And if you think about it in Austin, let's say your house is 400,000, 1% is four grand. It is hard to paint a house for four grand. Oh like, yeah. You'd have to go to a lot of contractors to yeah. find that. So basically, you know, they weren't putting in the work and then they were overpricing everything. So there's a house next to me that I actually toured back in June. Um, it was on the market for 30 days at that point. Now it's been on the market six months, wow. and it started at four. It started at 570. No, no, it started at 470, and now it's down to 370. And there's a recent article that came out that said, Open Door specifically lost money on 42% of the houses they sold in August. So. They're sitting on a lot of inventory. They're trying to get their inventory sold. I would target companies like that that have properties sitting for longer and probably are a little more desperate to sell. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, I think that's a great example. There are a lot of these bigger companies who were really, I don't want to say betting on the market to continue to go up, but Open Door, for example, paid really high prices. I remember I talked to a seller, they said, oh, Open Door offered me X. And we had talked about a lower price to put it on the market. This was even last year. I said, you should take the Open Door offer. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I know I've talked to a lot of people that have sold their house to Open Door for ridiculous prices. Now they're not doing this anymore. So if you've got a house to sell, I mean, try it, but probably not going to get a great price from them because, again, they're losing money on 40 plus percent of their sales. Open Door paid ridiculous prices for houses. We're seeing a lot of the houses we're seeing sitting are Open Door or other similar company prices where maybe they paid so much for it. And they're taking systematic price cuts trying to get it sold. For some reason, they're just sour on the market. I don't know if people have something against these companies or I'm not sure, but we're seeing a lot of these companies sit. So, hmm. yeah, if you want a good deal, go to those. Another thing we're finding for good deals for buyers are new builders. New yeah. builders were building for a crazy market. And then the market kind of slowed down on them. At the same time, they were finishing lots of new inventory. And there's just tons of new inventory of new build homes sitting there ready for sale. And they've opened it up to investors. They're giving you credits. They're paying closing costs. They're buying down your mortgage interest rate. Maybe they're throwing in a few freebies for you. It's, it's really a buyer's market for new builds right now. They're at around 11 months of inventory, which is insane because we're still in a pretty heavy seller's market on the resale market or the overall market around three months of inventory, they're at 11. Yeah, and one interesting thing about new builds right now is the list price is no longer the sale price. Mm -hmm. You can offer less than list on new builds, which is crazy to think because a year ago, they would have you know a wait list of 100 people mm -hmm. trying to buy a house. Like they would have lotteries because of just buying houses because they just had so many buyers. Mm -hmm. All that dried up. So new builds are absolutely a great type of property to target right now for multiple reasons. Yes, you get interest rate buy down. I think you sent me one that they're buying down interest rates of 4.25. Mm -hmm. That's like 2% below what market interest rates are right now, yeah. which is crazy. Or you can use the closing costs to upgrade the property, you can, you know, there's lots of upgrades you can make. You can just bring less to closing, you can save the cash. And uh, as an investor, it's really attractive to have a new build because you don't have maintenance for a while. Yeah. And everything in the property has a warranty. Like anything that goes wrong, there's, always, there's something called a builder's warranty, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know, one, two, three years maybe, but like anything that goes wrong, they'll automatically come back and fix it for you. So no CapEx, no maintenance for quite a while, it could really help out your cash flow numbers. Absolutely. And we're still seeing the same things work here in the Austin market that we've been seeing work for a long time. Jordan Moorhead here. Really quickly, wanted to tell you a couple other ways you can keep track of us. If you want to listen to all these podcasts and ask questions, the Moorhead team on YouTube is the best place to be. And then Austin Real Estate Investors on Meetup is a great place to keep track of all of our meetups we have going on. So Connor has a uh medium-term rentals here in Austin has done some short-term rentals here in Austin and uh, I myself do a medium I have one medium-term rental and one short-term rental in Austin and I've still seen those numbers be great 
You know, those numbers yeah. haven't changed at all. I haven't seen any change in occupancy. Mm-hmm. Just a seasonal slowdown. It was really hot until uh, a couple weeks ago here. So we're recording this late in September. It's finally cooled off. It feels amazing outside. But it was 100 and something degrees until a week ago. And that kind of slowed down travelers. But of course, October, South by Southwest, or well, South by Southwest is in March. ACL is in October. Uh, Formula One. Formula One is in October. There's so much, so many events start as it cools off here in Austin. So we're getting lots of bookings for that. Mm-hmm. We're having about to have a great October in our short-term rental. We're fully booked through. I want to say February right now on our midterm rental at great rates. So. Yeah. Those are still amazing, and those are still great ways to make cash flow here in Austin. So if you find the right property at the right price and get the rate down to something where the payment works well, you can layer on those strategies like medium-term rentals, short-term rentals, and do really, really well. I think where you're going to have trouble as an investor, and we, we had to take a break from encouraging people to do this, but... As an investor, you're typically looking at uh, the MLS or even wholesalers. I've seen wholesalers be outrageous too. But you're looking at the MLS or, or wholesalers deal and you're saying, hey, this deal just doesn't work at this number with this interest rate. So what you have to do, figure out where that deal works. It's all math. You know, do, do some, some analysis, figure out at what number, at what rate, what do you need to make that deal work, and then make the deal work because people are willing to make these deals work right now. Mm-hmm. So maybe you need to get the price down a little bit, but keep in mind price doesn't make as big of a difference as you would think. If you can get your closing costs paid for, if you can get your interest rate down to a 4.25, and then you can layer on those rental strategies like short-term rental or medium-term rental, you can get great deals. So it's a great time to make a great deal. It's gonna be hard, as it always is, just to find a great deal just sitting there on the MLS. So these last two years we've been finding great deals we haven't been making them as much and it's the way I'm looking at it so you were just you were sifting through a million and taking a million shots over the last couple of years to find a great deal because you weren't going to get a lot of money off you weren't going to get all your closing costs covered it's hard a lot harder to do that at least now you're having to make a great deal you're having to get the rate bought down so you're pulling that lever Get your payment to where it matters, then you're getting some of the sellers to pay a lot of your closing costs, so you have bring less, less cash to the table. And then you're figuring out like, how can I make this thing work for me? I'm, I'm going to adjust these couple levers. I'm going to make the deal work for me. So, of course, not every deal works. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out what you're looking for, where, where you're looking for it, what that's going to look like, and you got to know what a good deal looks like for you. Once you can do that, you can start to manufacture great deals. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with everything you just said. What I would do right now as an investor is still analyze your deals. Um, it's going to be a little tougher to find great deals. Um, you know, good deals might come across, but it you know there might be few and far between. But find an okay deal at current interest rates, at current closing costs, and then make that okay deal, a good deal or a great deal, like you said, by pulling those different levers. So just because the numbers don't pencil out, like, you know, once you input all the numbers and hit calculate and it doesn't spit out what you want, if it's okay, you know, spend an extra 10, 15 minutes messing around with some different numbers, um, 
seeing what's possible and then you know talk to your realtor and say can i get an interest rate bought down one percent what's that going to cost talk to your lender ask them how much that's going to cost and then once you're there start you know targeting the properties where you can get those costs down to make the deals work for you absolutely love that and again we're always here to help with that so if you need any help analyzing deals or need any help figuring out how you could pull those levers reach out to us here um, something to keep in mind is there's still so much going on in the austin area there's still so many companies moving here there's still so many companies that have started building their campuses or their bigger projects here and aren't even close to done you know, so I want to say there's five 50-plus story towers going in downtown. Uh, Apple's not done with their campus all the way up north. Samsung has just started up north. You know, Tesla and SpaceX are doing more over to the east. There's so much going on. There's a biotech in Lockhart. There's a lot of development going on in the Lockhart area. So the Austin area is still doing great. It's a great time to buy real estate, but... This comes with the caveat. You've got to find a deal that looks like it might work and make the deal work for you. It's not going to be you just go out and you don't do any work and you don't have to analyze any deals and you don't have to be creative at all. You need to be creative. You need to put in some work. Utilize us. Utilize the Moorhead team here. We're willing to help you make anything work. And we'll help you figure out if it's even has a chance of working. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we know what is working in the market where it's working and depending on your goals we can you know push you in the right direction let you know what's likely going to go well for your rental strategy awesome thank you everybody for tuning in just to recap the market has definitely changed we are seeing the higher priced areas take a little bit more of a hit and slow down in the sales than we are seeing in the lower priced areas the lower priced counties we're still seeing sales up, sales prices up year over year in every county, but we're seeing more inventory and we're seeing it sit longer. Keep in mind though, those cheaper counties, they're seeing much bigger price appreciation year over year than the more expensive areas like Austin are. But we're willing to help you make a deal work here in Austin. Reach out to us if you need anything here. Look at our website, themoreheadteam.com. And you can reach out to Connor or I at any time. Thanks for tuning in.